We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. Crossing route, Gurley makes the catch 20. First down, he hurdles. Far side of the field, stays on his feet. Inside the 10, Todd Gurley making his case for MVP. Wait, he throws back shoulder. Higby reaches out and makes an incredible catch for a first down. Off his back foot, he throws to the end zone. Cooper Cup leaping to make the catch. Out of bounds, he has it for six. He's got a knee-high snap, looking left. Now over the middle, he pump fakes. He rolls to his right with Connor Barwin pursuing. He knocks him down. The ball is thrown up in the air and batted away. Incomplete. The Rams' defense clinches it. Goff will come on the field for victory formation. The Rams' sideline across the field from us erupts in celebration. And so the playoffs are coming back to L.A. This January at the Coliseum. We, not me, versus the NFC. And for the first time since 2003, the Rams are NFC West champions. Welcome to Rams Talk Radio. This is managing editor Derek Ciapala. We're following up on a 34-13 Rams loss to the San Francisco 49ers to end the season at 11-5. I'm here with Norm Hightower. We're live, actually, together. The first time we've ever done a podcast in the same room. (laughs) The same room. Norm, how are you feeling about this loss? It was expected. I didn't really expect, you know, much different than hap- than what happened. And, uh, you know, I enjoyed being at the Coliseum. I enjoyed being there with uh, 
with the other Rams fans and even enjoyed the, the 49er hecklers that we had sitting around us, which we'll talk more about oh, in a gosh. little bit. <laughs> we won't, don't want to get into that, but yes, actually, no, yeah, I do. I want to laugh at them a bit. It was it, hilarious. It was funny. And then, you know, we saw players out there that we've never even seen their names before. I didn't even know they were on our practice squad. So it, it was it was what was to be expected. And our our team's healthy, and we now know who we're going to face, which we'll also go into here in a minute. And uh, you know, it was just a fun experience and, and good to be down here in L.A. So let's first, just off the top here, give some shout-outs here today. We had the opportunity to go out there and engage with the Telgators. Um, got some time with Sal Martinez over the Golden Ram Barbershop. We had a chance to give away a ton of T-shirts and what are those things called? Koozies? Koozies. Koozies, yeah. okay. And it was really great to, to get an idea of what this fan base is becoming here in L.A. And I think to start things off, we, we should go ahead and address that a little bit. And for me, I see it as a work in progress. What do you think? Yeah, definitely. Uh, we went over to Lot 2 and saw the... Uh the corner over by the RWO folks and uh, gave out some free shirts there and, and had good conversations with people. And, and uh, Johnny Gomez and I, we walked around and, and went to the NFL experience area and gave away a bunch of free shirts to some kids. And Derek went to lot six and gave away some there. So it was really great to see all the tailgaters. Uh, too much red and gold there for me, for my liking, but you know, it is what it is. And, uh, it was a fun experience, and we really appreciate all you guys that came up and recognized us and talked to us, and and uh, we really appreciate you. Yeah, I want to give a shout-out, actually, specifically to uh, Michael Lara in his tent. They fed me, and, uh, man, that was some good stuff. Some carne asada, some chicken, you name it, they fed me. Uh, offered me a beer, I turned that part down. <laughs> um, talks to Rams football with him, and so uh, it was really nice to – to feel part of actually the, the quote unquote ramily that we had out here that it was really a neat experience. And also talking to some of these Rams fans, well, one thing we saw was that once Sean McVay made the call to bench players, I hear a lot of them telling me, you know, it's New Year's. I'm going to go home and tell my family or go out, you know, to a party or this and this and this. And that's what we saw on the stand. A lot of Rams fans didn't make it to the game today. It was very much a half-and-half half crowd between Rams and 49ers, and it's a little disappointing, but it's also understanding this is L.A. This is what L.A. does. When you don't put that product on the field, and they weren't, by the way. You put in second, third string practice squad players in the field, you're not coming out of the game. It's just how it is. Yeah. No, we definitely saw that, and... You know, we had a lot of 49ers fans sitting around us on uh, on the Rams side. We were over in uh, Section 4 and uh, 4L, and, uh, you know, we had we had plenty of people uh, giving us their opinion on how well their 49ers were playing around <laughs> us, that's for sure. But uh, it was it was about a 50-50 crowd, and the stadium was only about half full. But I'd go a little more than half. May, maybe a little more than half. But it, it was, you know, it was still exciting. It's... You get to go experience an NFL game in a Coliseum, and I want to give a shout out to my fiance for giving this uh, trip to me as a Christmas present and uh, inviting Derek to come along. So we've had a good time and 
had a few beers and had some good food and met a lot of good people. And uh, overall, I'd say it was a great trip. Well, and, and by the way, we're saying half full. We're talking about saying that seats generally 90,000 people. So about 45,000, I'd say, were there. Maybe maybe even 50. There were definitely some empty seats. And um, you found it both in what we saw the visiting area and in the home area. It still is too many 49er fans for my taste. Some of the funniest things we saw, though, came from the 49er fans. Yeah, we might as well go into that first and just get that over with if you want to do that. Yeah, it's... Folks, what we saw with 49ers fans, I guess one word for me would be delusion. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we had a, we had one person sitting in front of us and who was saying, you know, I told you this was going to be our game. I called this game. I called it. Meanwhile, the Rams' second and third teamers are out there playing defense and offense and getting beat up. And, of course, that's we knew that come Monday and Tuesday the Rams are going to bench you know, we're going to bench him. It was hilarious. And then, um, Norm, you had the guy behind you, right? Yeah, he was He was saying things like, uh, well, the way we're beating you guys now, we should have kicked your butt the first game. And, and you know, I didn't want to provoke anyone, and I was being a nice guy. So Derek and I were just chatting back and forth in front of him saying, you know, who's that player? I've never heard of him before. <laughs> and we got third stringers out there, and then he came back with, uh, well, they're still being – paid to play in the NFL so it, it still matters no matter what and I'm sure if the if the script was flipped and it was the other way around they you know they'd have been feeling bad if we would have been saying the same thing up in San Francisco beating their third stringers so it was just funny to hear him go off and you know we're we're walking through going well we beat you in your house two years in a row well yeah you beat our second and third team and practice squad players this year at home so if that makes you feel good okay so well, be it. Yeah, you never. I never have seen people get so excited at five and ten to go six and ten <laughs> and talk. You know, forty nine or forty nine or niners, niners, niners. We beat you twice. You would have thought they'd won the Super Bowl today. Yeah, definitely. It was. I never seen anything like that. That kind of behavior. Rams fans are just sitting there looking at them, rolling their eyes at them. It was, you know, just. Jimmy Garoppolo, Super Bowl quarterback. Was it one sign we saw? Yeah, it was. Uh, it was like Bo knows and Joe knows and and something else knows, and then it said Garoppolo won Super Bowls. You, and, know? you know, Garoppolo has basically won four or five starts, and that's you know. And, and we, we, I gotta tell you, we gotta be honest. You know, the NFC West. I'm what I believe right now is going to come down to the Rams and the 49ers over the next five years. It's clear the 49ers are on the upswing, but man, we cannot forget this is still a six and ten football team, and their fans are out there acting like they just won a championship. Yeah, it was it was definitely interesting, and you know, I I mean, I'm happy for them that they won and they got to have a good time, but it's nice to be in the position to where we're the ones that that are division champs and we're playing in a wild card game next week, and. Instead of being in the other position where we're six and ten and we're trying to be excited about our team, so you know, hats off to them for showing up and supporting their team. But uh, we're the ones going to the playoffs next week, and we'll have all healthy starters ready to go that are available. And you know, I'm just excited to move on and and play our next opponent. Well, you're saying you're happy for them. I'm I'm going to be flat. I'm not happy for them. <laughs> I wanted to see this team go twelve and four, but. You know, in fairness to them as well, we had a lot of 49ers fans around us who were actually very nice to us, and we could talk football with them. And 
uh, almost got into a little bit of a debate with one guy over the over the uh, which which catch is that? Mike Thomas catch. Mike Thomas catch in the first half, and and he actually kind of backed off a little bit <laughs> when I when we made the honest point. It's just football talk now in the NFL right now. We don't even know what a catch is anymore, and we saw the Mike Thomas catch. Is it in? Is it out? You know, is it a football move? Is it not? And you know, even as a Ram 49er fans, arch rival fans. We could still come down to that. Another thing we talked about too was just the desire, and we've talked about on this show. You know, this is this is the Rams. This, the Rams for 49ers were, you know, and should be one of the best rivalries in the NFL. Not the, no offense out to the Cardinal fans, but or even the Sea Chicken fans, but Rams 49ers NFC West. That's what it should have always been. Sure. And talking with some of the fans out there for that, that was really something that you know feel good about. They want that too. Right. Well, and, you know, several of the uh, 49ers fans came up to us as they were leaving and, you know, pat us on the shoulder and said, hey, seriously, good luck to you guys next week. Bring the championship back home to the West. And, you know, that's that's respect. And you can have you can have a, a heated rivalry with another team. But to show respect like that, I appreciated it. And, uh, you know, I, I want the 49ers to be a good team and I want to go beat them. Yeah. You, you know, the rivalry means something. You know, and it's not fun being 11-0 versus 0-11 and call it a rivalry. And that's what's basically happened over the course of the last 20, 25 years when it comes to the Rams and 49ers. The 49ers generally beat the tar out of us. with 117 in a row at one point in the 90s. The Rams had their brief stretch, great, greatest show on tour, and we dominated for a little while. And it's never really been two good football teams meeting for something that matters now when it comes to these guys. And, you know, that's not what we want. We want the Cowboys Redskins type of playoff matchup. We want, you know, the Rams and 49ers to be that elite rivalry. It matters to us. We're still fans of the game and it still means, you know, talking about I hopefully what we're gonna be talking about is Jared Goff versus Jimmy Garoppolo for the next ten years. That's what I'm hoping we get. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, I'd look forward to having the rivalry. I miss those days. So the game itself Let's, whoa, well, you know, <laughs> the game itself, blah. Um, before we even get into it, really quick, just want to give you a note here. We are in the hotel room. We're getting ready to go get some dinner here. We are exhausted from this wonderful day of Rams, family, and football. Um, you're probably going to hear a little bit of audio shakiness because we're in the hotel room. So be asked that, you know, we be a little patient with us. Um, again, great experience. The football game itself. Yeah, I mean, we'll go over some numbers real quick, but I don't want to spend a lot of time on it because it really didn't matter. <laughs> to, you know, I mean, it is what it is. But uh, Jimmy Garoppolo was 20 of 33 for 292 yards, two touchdowns, and two interceptions against us. Carlos Hyde had 15 uh, rushing attempts for 90 yards and two touchdowns. And uh, Kittle had four receptions for 100 yards. That's their, their big numbers. Mannion, you know... Certainly you can tell the timing wasn't there. He went 20 for 34 for 169 yards. No touchdowns, no interceptions. Malcolm Brown had 14 rushes for 54 yards. Tavon had 4 for 24. And Lance Dunbar had 6 for 20 and scored the only touchdown for the Rams in the game. Uh, Mike Thomas had 3 receptions for 75 yards. And Farrell Cooper had 2 for 30. But, I mean the statistics in this game that would really stand out would be the number of drop passes, the number of missed tackles, yeah. 
the number of completely wide open receivers that the 49ers had. They threw one kind of reverse screen, screen I yeah. would call it, and there was not a ram within 20 yards of uh, the receiver when he caught the ball. So, you know, it's, it's very obvious that we didn't have our starters out there. But we want to give the numbers just because that's what we normally do. I think the next thing we, we really want to do is we want to thank Sal Martinez and the Golden Ram Barbershop for sponsoring us this year. Uh, Derek and I and Johnny went down to his barbershop and got our hair cuts uh, yesterday and uh, did a great job on our hair. Uh, great conversation, talking Rams football the whole time. So go out and visit our sponsor at the Golden Ram Barbershop. They're located at 13755 Golden West Street in Westminster, California. And their phone number is 714-894-7267. Give Sal a call. Give him the promo code RAMSTALK. He'll make you a good deal on a haircut. He'll talk Rams football with you. And we just really want to thank him again for sponsoring us. He's been incredible for us and a great guy. And you'll really enjoy the conversation that you have again there. So, again, the number to get a hold of him to set an appointment is 714-894-7267. 7267. Their hours are Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., and Saturday, 7 a.m. to 4 p.m., and they're closed on Sunday to watch football just like the rest of us. And if you're interested in sponsoring us, uh, reach out and give us a, an email at ramstalk1945 at gmail.com, and we'd love to talk to you. Please do that. We would love it. Okay. The game itself, we got the numbers in your hands now observations, one of the first things that we notice about this game when it comes to the Rams is Sean Mannion. He had a rough start. The, the offense, very conservative first quarter, didn't want, didn't let him throw five yards down the field and while also banning the run. So you're going to throw five-yard passes, you're not going to run the ball, and then you wonder why the guy struggles. He actually, from I think the second quarter on, Looked decent. Yeah, he looked a little better. Look, look uh, his, his passes were high early on. Uh, he got him in the right place later on. Um, and also, he had a, his numbers aren't really indicative of how well he did play, 20 for 34, 169, because I think I counted six drops. Oh, there, were, sev- there were several drops that should have been caught. Uh, there, there was the one play that really stands out to Gerald Everett. Um, oh, Gerald yeah. Everett was wide open in the middle of the field. Mannion threw it a little high, but Everett should have caught it. He, he would have been 20, 30 yards down the field easy on that play. Tavon dropped one. Farrell Cooper dropped some. I mean, pretty much everybody dropped some. Uh, so that that certainly didn't help his numbers and didn't help our offense. But, again, you know, he hasn't hasn't played much out there. So you you got you to gotta figure the timing isn't there and, and all those different things. But Hecker, you know, it's fun to watch Johnny Hecker play because – He's, he's a punter, and you don't really want to see your punter out there that much, but when the guy goes out there, he really impacts you know the game. Uh, he had a punt that he put inside the four-yard line, which was incredible, and he had another punt inside the 20. So hats off to the Oregon State boy, Johnny Hecker, uh, for doing a great job and being the pro bowler that he is. Uh, Sam Ficken, we should talk about him. He, he got uh, got a field goal, and, and then uh, what he had to Two field goals and an extra point, right? Yeah, two two field, field goals and an extra point with no misses today. So that's encouraging to see him, you know, bounce back from a rough start last week. And uh, 
It looks like Corey Littleton uh, led the team with tackles with eight, five solo. So, you know, Corey seems to be showing what he's got still. And uh, Kevin Peterson intercepted uh, Garoppolo as well as, as, was it Johnny Johnson? Johnson? Uh, Peterson and, was it John Johnson? I thought it was John Johnson. Could be wrong. Could be wrong. We're we're just getting our numbers in now. To to uh, to be clear, we're just getting some of the stats in, as well. The one interception was really nice one early on, in the game, that um that at least gave the Rams a chance. Okay, uh, Peterson got two actually. It was two for Peterson today. Oh, it was okay. two interception for Peterson and Bryce Hager got a fumble late in the game. So the. Uh, we did see a little, Peterson kind of showed himself a bit today. He got beat on coverage a couple of times, but overall he was in the right place at the right time, made some good moves. He's a guy the Rams need to keep around over the course of the next couple of years and see if they can develop him because he really does he really does show flashes of goodness. But there there were several times where you could see the the corners and the linebackers like waving each other around and and people looking confused because these guys don't play together that much out on the field in the live game. So there, there was a lot of confusion on defense, and, you know, obviously that helped the 49ers offense quite a bit. Well, yeah. But all in all, you know, we got through the game with no major injuries. Cut uh, Troy Hill and uh, uh, who's the other? Troy Hill and Blaine, uh, Blake Countess. Blake Countess are in concussion protocol. Uh, but other than that, we came through it pretty well unscathed, and that's kind of what the goal was in this game, to get some guys some playing time and – and to not get any major injuries. So I think mission accomplished there. And uh, honestly, I'd rather just move right on and talk about the playoffs because that's really where things are kind of heading and what's most important to me right now. Well, there's one more thing I do want to address as well. There was a hit in the second quarter, I believe, where we saw 49er go down a good uh, good one. The hit that took place there came from Blake Countess. It's probably the one, the hit where he did go into a concussion protocol. And uh, that hit pretty much knocked out Goodwin. We're seeing it called as a dirty hit. It wasn't. It was not a dirty hit. It was a hit you have to penalize just because it, that's the rule. But Goodwin was going down on the play as... Countess is coming in to hit him, and it's not dirty. It's just the fact that he was going to the ground. If he's not going to the ground at the time, it's not even going to be a head-on collision there. So we do hope that uh, that Goodwin is okay. It looked brutal, brutal. Yeah, I picked a heck of a time to go get a nachos because I was walking yeah. up to the to the concessions. I literally just got to where I couldn't see the game and couldn't see a TV, and and I heard everything happen and ran back out and saw you know, all the medical staff out there on the field. And, and then by the time I got into the concessions, the replay was over, so I didn't even get to see that. But I, I heard from a lot of people that it was a tough hit. And I told Derek right away that Bleacher Report was calling it a dirty hit right off the bat. And, and he was like, no, 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 no. He didn't no. think it was that at all. We went and looked up the footage, too, on it. Because we, we were seeing kind of off a bit. And so I needed a second look. And you can see in the footage he's going to the ground as he's catching the ball. And... You know, Countess is not going to be able to stop himself to avoid hitting him in the head at that point. You have your momentum going that way. So to really call it dirty, no. no. Is it a penalty based on the rule? Yes. And do you wish that wouldn't have happened? No. We were hoping Goodwin is okay. The way they put him into the cart 
they were had to hold him up. It was it's not something that you would ever hope to ever have to see anybody go through, but it is what it is. So that's the last thing I wanted to cover from the game. Overall, beautiful day out there. Great fans. Uh, we got a chance to talk with. Uh, still a 34-13 loss to a rival, which we never want to see, but we knew it was going to have to happen to keep these guys healthy. Yep. It, it was a fun game, and we appreciate all the love we got out there from all the fans. All right, so we know our opponent. It's we the, do. It's the Atlanta Falcons. It's going to be on TV next Saturday night at 8.15 uh, Eastern Time, 5.15 Pacific. Yep, prime time on NBC. So it's the Atlanta Falcons. They beat the Panthers today to get in. Is that correct? They and did. Late win there. And they actually led most of the way through watching lots of film. This is the team, the last time the Rams were in the playoffs, they beat the snot out of the Rams, 47-17. This is in 2004 in a divisional playoff game. We don't want to see that again. Um but and also coming in last from last year's whooping they gave us at the Coliseum, forty nine twenty one. Yeah, I don't remember. Uh, yeah, it's not an opponent you exactly want to see. Their their offense is not what it was last year. You have the same virtually the same personnel. They just haven't clicked the way they did last year. But let's hope it's not this Saturday night where it does come together. Well, they were NFC champs last year. They went to the Super Bowl. They were up on the Patriots big, as we all know, and then ended up blowing the lead and losing the Super Bowl. But we know they're a capable team. They're, they can be explosive at times. Matt Ryan's a great quarterback. They've got a lot of weapons. So it's going to be a tough matchup for us. Uh, certainly, we're going to have to play some good football to beat them. But we're going to be at home, and hopefully the Ramley shows up in large numbers to support them and you know, we'll see what happens, and we'll talk more about it in our pregame predictions, but uh, it's going to be a tough matchup. But, you know, there it would have been a tough matchup no matter who we met. If we would have met Carolina, they'd have been tough uh, in different ways. And if we would have met New Orleans, they would have been tough. And Seattle, obviously, you know, we, we put a good, pretty good trouncing on them last time, but they can be a tough team as well. So, you know, we're playing – we're going to have to play good football against a good football team, and that's just the way it is in the playoffs. The one concern I would have is, you know, any kind of concern. This goes for any team. Whenever you rest players, that's still a week where you go from a high point where you get that division title locked up, the playoff locked up, and then you sit your guys down. I I have to believe, because they've done it well all year, they're going to be able to readjust mentally on Monday to get back to it. I have to believe that. Sure. And if not, then all of a sudden this decision he made, that Swami McVay made to get people healthy, all of a sudden becomes a bad one. But it's about faith in your veterans that you to lead and so on and so forth. I, I, I hope that what we see next Saturday is a sharp football team right. that is healthy, that is ready to go. Well, you can't, uh, you can't discount what Sean McVay wants to do because, I mean, look what he's done for this team this year. You know, he came in. We're sitting here talking about an 11-5 and football team that has made the playoffs for the first time and since forever and has done a great job, you know, being a rookie head coach. And so why doubt him now? He's, he's proven yeah. himself to be a winner. He's proven himself to be a good leader. So let's, let's, get, let's support him and let's agree with what he did and, and believe that he's going to come out next week and, and really put a whooping on. And, and the other good news for us, I mean – it really doesn't make that much of a difference, but we ended up being the number three seed even with the loss. And 
if that would have mattered, you know, three to four seed to people, uh, we ended up with the three seed even though we lost. So it turned out really other than the win as well as it could have. Yeah, and it blew my mind even after after the game, during the game, before the game, how some fans were snarky about the Rams sitting players. I saw a fan. I saw an article on Rambling Fan where the writer trashed the Rams for making this call, and that to me lacks perspective. Sure. On the big. The big deal here. Yes, this is the rival. This is a rival game against the hated 49ers. You want to win this game. Well, do you want to win this game or do you want to win a Super Bowl? Yeah, so Todd Gurley goes out and tears an ACL against San Francisco when it doesn't matter. Or Jared Goff gets sacked hard and breaks a collarbone and is out for the playoffs. You know, I mean, is any of that really worth it when you've already locked up the division and when the number three or four seed really doesn't matter when you look at the overall perspective? So, you know, again, Sean McVay has done a great job with this team and people just need to trust him. And if he screws up and does something wrong, we can always get on him next year about it. But, you know, this year he's done a phenomenal job and I couldn't be happier with, you know, a rookie head coach coming in and doing what he's done for this team. So, Let's trust him and see what happens. Uh, the playoff schedule for next weekend has been totally figured out, not just for the Rams, but uh, the number five Tennessee Titans will take on the number four Kansas City Chiefs uh, before the game, for the Rams game on Saturday at 435 Eastern, which is 135 Pacific. And then Sunday... The number six Buffalo Bills will be at number three Jacksonville at 1.05 p.m. Eastern. And number five Carolina Panthers will be at number four New Orleans Saints at 4.40 Eastern on Sunday. So some good football coming up this weekend. Uh, Only one game I give a crap about, and that's the Rams-Atlanta game. But uh, one thing that Derek did comment about is uh, whoever wins this game between the Rams and the Falcons is going to have to go through Minnesota to make it to the NFC Championship game. And uh, it's a tougher road maybe than going through uh, Philly. I think Philly would have been a little more beatable for us. Uh, I still think we can beat the Vikings, but they're I think they're the strongest team in the NFC right now. And uh, so we've got a lot of work ahead of us. The good news is, is if we... If we win next week and we go beat Minnesota, uh, I really think we can go on and win the Super Bowl at that point. Because, yeah, it's a gauntlet run. Yeah, because if you can beat Minnesota in Minnesota after the year they've had, uh, I really think the sky's the limit at that point. So that's the playoff schedule so far, and I'm excited, man. Rams are in the playoffs. Rams playoffs, playing the Falcons. A couple more things before we go, and, and of course, more news will come out as the night goes on. And tomorrow morning, you know, tomorrow's gonna be Black Monday. You see all these, all these teams getting uh, firing their head coaches. We do know this: Chuck Pagano, of the Colts, is out. We know that Jack Del Rio, of the Raiders, is out. Adam Schefter is reporting that John Gruden will be the new head coach of the Oakland Raiders. Uh, we'll see if we. You know, we're, I'm Norm checking the wire right now, for that matter. If we can get any more news before we sign off. Those are the two things we do know. We can expect more firings. 
We join the Browns are 0-16, the second team never go 0-16. The bright side is they get the 1-4 picks in the draft. Hopefully they can figure out finally how to get that, that franchise in the right direction. And anything else you want to bring us bring yeah. to close here? All right, so that's it. We are going to sign off out here from L.A. The Rams lose to the 49ers 34-13 for Norm Hightower. Hey, hey, let's hold on a second. You haven't even talked about the fact that we're on i uh, Oh, iTunes. you know, jeez. We haven't oh talked about gosh. the fact we that we're on SoundCloud. Uh, we still have a contest going on on iTunes for getting five uh, the five-star reviews. So go on our Facebook page and look at the rules for that. Uh, we're on Stitcher. We are on uh, iHeartRadio. Uh, we gotta do more and tell them to look at rules. We can't just go and not. <laughs> okay, folks, listen. Well, first of all, we proved today that we love you guys and we're generous. We brought free shirts down <laughs> and we brought, you know, free koozies down and we hung out with you guys. Now, by the way, I'm a little pissed off because I was giving away free stuff too, and no one offered me any food. And oh I'm the biggest dude on this cruise, oh so next time y'all see me at a tailgater and I'm giving away free shirts, throw the guy, you know, throw me a bone or something at least to chew on. <laughs> oh my gosh! You know what? You just didn't go see the right people. I'll tell you, the food though was outstanding. So iTunes, please. iTunes is really key for any podcast out there. Those beautiful five star reviews really help us out. The contest for that is simple. Go in there, write us a review, five star. Just then, this message us on Facebook or email us at ramstalk1945 at gmail.com and let us know the ID that you use so we can identify who left the comment. And we'll enter in that contest. The winner is a $50 gift card to nflshop.com. Again, it's a $50 gift card to nflshop.com. Also, again, you mentioned SoundCloud, we're on Stitcher. We are on iHeartRadio, and we're on Google Play. Come check us out. All we can ask is that you, you know, that you give us a shot. We love doing this. We love being a part of Ram Nation. And now I think we can go ahead and say, for Norm Hightower, this is Derek C. Apollo. We'll see you soon. Adios, L.A. Where else does history hang from the Raptors? Jalen Brown throws it down. Where else is your own city? Home to your biggest rival. The battle of LA is real, people. And 30 feet is still in range. Hurry, action. Where else can a city this loud be this slept on? Where else is history? Still in the making. Oh, my goodness. Where else? The NBA, only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. The NBA is back. Where else can a city this loud be this slept on? And 30 feet is still in range. Where else is history? Still in the making. The NBA, only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.